Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 303. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have back with us the internationally acclaimed founder of Dismay Comics and the host of Store Brand Comics podcast, Brandon Ingram. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I was you saying the internationally acclaimed thing made me think back to the uh, the catch the craze uh, uh, interview that you had. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> the, them kind of oh, mentioning yeah. that it made me think of that. <laughs> I'm always about being technically correct. See, that's what I love doing. That true, See, it's true. all about being technically correct. Yeah, yeah. So you, you watched that one. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> it's all about marketing. See, that's what it comes down to. And you know this exactly. as a writer. See, you got to make sure oh, yeah, that you, yeah. you, 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 the best type, the best type of fiction is the nonfiction. See, it's like when you actually are able to say based on a true story. See, those are the ones that make you really pay yeah. attention. See, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so as I say, Brandon, you are, you know, with all intents and purposes, internationally acclaimed so there you go so, yeah there we go perfect <laughs> so your last time you're on you're really pushing that anthology you had that horror anthology and before before we went live i was telling you still that movie theater story still to this day i think about it once in a while and it shows how good of a writer you are writer you are when you're able to have people still recall something that had like from from something they they read and that's awesome people definitely go to dismay comics and then check out that anthology that was something that was pretty pretty fun to read and watch but you're here to talk about you now is this an annual thing brandon you're doing a an anthology every year plus gallows man how is this working out for you it, it, it kind of just worked out that way these past couple years next year is actually going to be like really busy in terms of the Kickstarter realm. Like last year it was a, a horror anthology with Disney Avenue one and two. This year it's it's the the golden age superhero anthology. But but no, it, it just worked out that way. But next year it's gonna be like Tells from Town City number two, Gallows Man number three, Disney Avenue number three. Um next year is gonna be be busy with Kickstarters. I, I want to have at least two of those three done by like, like the Kickstarter up and ready uh, by next year, but uh, right. two, if not three next year. So, but yeah, it, it just worked out that way. The, this pattern. I always hear Tuesday is a good day to do launch Kickstarters. That's, that's what I see everywhere. So I, I've, I've kind of just stuck with that to Tuesdays just cause I, I see that as well as like, maybe maybe it's it's just any first day kickstarter but I, i've done tuesdays every kickstarter and my first day has always been really good so it's like i guess i'll just stick to the tuesday formula so <laughs> so so talk to us a little bit about what um what this kickstarter is tales from the city number one golden age superhero yeah. dark comedy yeah so tales from town city number one uh it's a spinoff from my series, The Gallows Man. Um, I, I should 
I should preface first that you don't have to read any of the Gallows Man to enjoy the series because it's an anthology series. Uh, it just follows minor characters within the, the Gallows Man world that was introduced mm. in the Gallows Man. Yeah, Tales from Town City. Uh, I first should mention the Gallows Man universe is like basically take 1960s Adam West Batman and combine it with Inglorious Bastards and you have the gallows man like that's what the gallows man is um it's 19 it's in the 1940s he's beating up and killing nazis all while doing like the cheesy like ah like we got him robin like that sort of thing but he doesn't have a robin his robin's name is noose boy um but uh that's the gallows man so tells from town city spins off from the gallows man and follows like some of the very minor characters that were introduced in the gallows man and the first issue follows, it's three different stories. The first story is uh, Tinfoiled Hypnotism. It follows two homeless villains who have, hip, one of them has hypnotism powers, but it's very weak to where he goes to a convenience store clerk and is trying to convince the clerk that the, he has some expired coupons. He's trying to convince the clerk that these coupons are not expired. Um, <laughs> it ensues in like some ridiculousness there. The second story is Making Sense of Names. It follows a mortician in uh, Town City who is trying to make sense of these dead villains' names all while, like, cremating them because he's like, all these animal names. Like, some of these don't make sense. Like, yeah, sure, yours makes sense. Your name's the frog. You're dressed as a frog. Okay, that makes sense. But, like, you, it's a bit iffy. You're called walrus when you don't really resemble a walrus. Like, you, you waddle like a penguin and you're almost dressed in like penguin type colors. Maybe that would have been a better name, but you do have a, a whiskery mustache. So I guess that makes sense. And that's like, but you over here, you're called the Jackal and you're just wearing like a green suit. Like you don't resemble a Jackal at all. Like be the green gangster or something like that. Like that's not a good name, but that's better than the Jackal. So it's just him like, talking to himself and these dead corpses, like trying to make sense of, of these villains names. It's a, that, that one's a shorter one. It's, it's, it's silly, but fun. And then like one of the, the big stories in is fierce pets. And I first want to mention pets as an acronym. Uh, pet stands for precise ecosystemic tactical squad. Um, <laughs> and that, that story follows these super animals that, basically go and slaughter animal poachers. Um, very fun, uh, uh, goofy, very violent story. Because uh, I, I emphasize the word slaughter these animal poachers. Um, but it, it's, it's a fun time. It's a fun right. time. So, so talk to us a little bit about as well is that you are able to really pivot towards dark comedy rather than either horror or straight up comedy what it is about dark comedy that that you gravitate towards as a writer it's it's one of those things where like i don't know i i think like through uh my years of like listening to stand-up comedians or or like uh, uh, listening to podcasts that like feature stand-up comedians, but like it's just them 
shooting the breeze basically uh as well as through friends that i have like just that that dark comedy i like all aspects of comedy but like dark comedy it, it just i don't know it, it gets it gets me laughing more like kind of the absurdity of of scenarios or or things that you're describing we all understand like this is an absurd this is absurd but we also understand it's it's a joke but but these like like absurd things um that that happen like like with fierce pets like there's there's like crazy violence and but there's there's like these these dark moments of comedy the gallows man i would say is like a darker comedy because it it fits because this this is a spinoff of the gallows man so it's still going to carry some of that that dark comedy the gallows man has some very dark comedy where like uh, uh, a scene from issue two of the gallows man is like he kills this one guy and like has like has the noose around him and like has this button to like pull the guy up to like hang him but it jams like this machinery that he has jams and so there's some guards coming and he's like oh crap what do i do and this is in a shipping yard he throws the ropes up on the shipping container goes up there and then the guards come and they're talking to what was this dead person. They're like, oh, hey, hey, Owen, how's it going? How, how, where's where's Clark tonight? And then you then see that this dead body is like being marionetted and it's showing like the gallows man is like marionetting this dead body, like trying to conversate with these people all while like the marionetting's not good. Like it's like it's mm. like bones are cracking and all this stuff while he's moving around um i don't know like like goofy dark comedy i i just i don't know i guess it comes to like absurdity i I like some absurd humor that happens sometimes so let me ask you a comic book writer question so what is your writer's what is your writing kryptonite writing kryptonite let's see i would say maybe writing in terms of i wouldn't entirely say it's kryptonite but i will say it's one of my weaknesses is currently like writing like uh like a good romance kind of Hmm. um I'm not awful at it, but compared to like all the other things that I think I'm good at, it's on the the weaker scale of writing like a good romance rather than like it being generic or it turning into some other genre that that I, I not entirely fall back on, but it's like oh, I'm having complications. Oh, now now it's a comedy, or oh now it's horror, or it's this or it's that. Uh, uh, I'd say might not entirely be kryptonite, but like writing romance is something that I want to do and I'm practicing and doing it, but it's the aspect of writing that I'm weakest in right now. The genre I'm weakest in, I guess. What are some, what would you say some of the, uh, the writers that you kind of pivot towards that, that you appreciate as uh, some like comic book writers that um, have inspired you? Oh, let's see. Um, I would say 
would say at least the ones that I, I follow or here, I actually know the one that inspires me. I'll first mention ones I really like that have inspired me, but there's one that like definitely inspired me, influenced me a ton. I love uh, Jeff Lemire, which I would say he's he's an inspiration as well. He, he was a big mm-hmm. inspiration. Um, any and all things like family oriented, the guy is like amazing at writing. Um, Jeff Lemire, Tom King, I really like Tom King's writing. Um, Scott Snyder, most of the time. Uh-huh. Um, and there's some others I can't I can't think of right now, but those are the ones that pop in my head. But the one that has like inspired or influenced me most is probably Jim Kruger, who compared to those other names isn't as big of a name, but he has done like Marvel and DC stuff. Jim Kruger's done uh, Earth X with Marvel. He's done Justice with Alex Ross on wow. in DC. Um, Jim Kruger, I would say, is one of the biggest influences or inspirations I've had in comics because this is back in like February of 2019. At that time I was like, I was writing and I was like kind of thinking about like making comics, but I was, I hadn't like, like fully committed yet. I haven't like made that, that, that shot yet. And I was at this, this like convention thing. It wasn't even like a comic convention. It was, it was like a, a like a youth rally, basically. And I was there and like uh, he was there speaking. And then afterwards, he was doing autographs and signings and stuff like that. And I went up to him and was like, I talked to him for maybe 10 to 15 minutes. I should also mention a few months before this, I was uh, substitute teaching at, at a library, a high school library. It was dead. I was there for a couple weeks. Like, no kids came in because it's the library. The only time they come in is if the teachers make them go in, which was hardly ever. So to kill time, I would read, like, some of the graphic novels they had. And one of them was a random volume. It was Adventures of Superman, like, volume two of, like, a 2013 to 2014 series. Within that, there was a Jim Kruger Superman story that I really liked and gravitated towards even though it's just some random back issue to most really liked it so uh uh, fast forwarding when i'm at that convention i I talked to him about that talked to him about comics and stuff amazing 10 to 15 minute like conversation that ultimately like pushed me and influenced me to like okay you've thought about making comics now commit and do it Right. To where that happened midway through of that February, within a month, like early March, mid-March, I was then looking for artists on DeviantArt. Um, it, it, Jim Kruger was one of the people that like was one of the biggest influences or inspirations for me to like actually jump in and do it. Was was there any was there any writer that you first were turned off by that you actually kind of, as as you've grown as a writer that you've actually came back towards and said wow you know what this is they're pretty good I would say and, and I don't know entirely why I was turned off I can think about it and it, this is a weird flip not entirely saying <laughs> I, I didn't like the person 
but like Kevin Smith stuff, like when I was in like middle school, early high school, I was iffy on both with comics and with, with movie writing. Um, but by the end of high school or like early college, it was like a complete 180. Not entirely that I didn't like them then, but like now, like of, of any of the, any celebrity I ever want to meet, like he's the guy I want to meet the most. Right. Um, like I don't love all of his stuff. I'll, I'll admit that I don't love all of his stuff, but like the Clerks movies, I absolutely love all three of the Clerks movies. Um, I enjoy a good bit of his comic writing, his Green Arrow work, his his uh, his Daredevil work, um, as well as like some of the other smaller stuff he's done. So I would say, in terms of writers, he was probably the one that like. Not saying I didn't like, but I don't think I understood at the time when I first like watched some of his movies or read some of his comics back in like late middle school, early high school. I just didn't really understand at the time, but come late high school, early college, I was like, dang, like I really like Kevin Smith as a writer. Talking about your anthology, I really want to hear about Fierce Pets. Who's in Who's in that team and what are their superpowers? So with Fierce Pets, I'll, I'll go ahead and mention, so it's seven different animals within it. Um, there's a dog named Hangmud. And I'll go ahead and say the six other animals I haven't given names yet. And I'll say specifically why in a second. So there's a dog named Hangmud. There's a cat, a sloth, a snake a sugar glider, a walrus, and a butterfly. It's seven animals, a lot of them like very different in, in terms of the range of them and stuff. Um, and, and that was actually a process of like narrowing down what animals were in the team. I knew it was going to be six or seven, but like trying to figure out like the weird variety without it being like too much. Like I didn't want like super big animals like the the biggest was like the walrus but i also didn't want like a horse or like like an elephant or, or whatever it may be elephants wind up in the story but they're not a part of the the team um but but yeah so i i made those and then as i was writing the story i didn't give any of them names other than Hangmud because he's in the gallows man um right. and with that in Fierce Pets, the very beginning, like Gallows Man is in his apartment talking with Hangmud. And you as the reader, within Fierce Pets, you understand all the humans. You understand when Gallows Man is talking. You understand when the poachers are talking. But as the reader, you don't understand any of the words the animals are saying. They're, it's just the animal noises. You as the reader, you see bark, 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 yum, 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 meow. Uh, and then some of the animals like don't have like the the popular sounds that we know today, like bark or meow. Some of them I had to like look up videos of them, of their noises and stuff, and then try to like like make a noise for it. Um, right. And that's how you get some of them. Uh, but so so I was doing that, and then as I was writing, I was like should I give them names in this? And then I was like, at least for right now, it doesn't matter because they could be saying each other's names. Right. 
we don't understand that as the reader and no one else, none of the humans that we as the reader can understand, none of them like call them by their names other than Hangman. So it's like, there's no point in doing the names now. Um, So it was like, yeah, like, like I'll, I'll just go about it this way. And then if I ever do like a, a fierce pet spinoff or another fierce pet story, maybe I'll dive into the names there. But I was like, yeah, that's like, that's like a, a, a detail that doesn't matter right now. They have superpowers. They have superpowers. To a degree. So, okay. so I say super animals only in, in the case of like, like they wear masks and they're like, crime fighters, that sort of thing. But to a degree, because you see like some of them, how they're like attacking some of the people. It's like, yeah, like maybe that's not like just a a regular sugar glider or whatever it may be. Like uh, uh, maybe there there's a little bit of like heightened speed or, or whatever, maybe because there's the sloth, like, right. like sloths we know in real life are very slow, calm, relaxed, whereas this one seems like pretty fast, almost like, like Wolverine, like kind yeah. of like, like Wolverine, the character kind of, uh, so, so to a degree, it seems like there's like some sort of heightened ability with each. So about the, the, the world building aspect of this, as you mentioned, this is like the golden, so this takes place pre gallows man then. So with the tales from town city, uh, series as a whole, all of it depends on the story will either be during the events of the gallows man, but it'll just be like between the pages or between the panels, that sort of thing. Okay. Or it will take place before the gallows man. But yeah, none of it will take place like after the gallows man, like after the series is done. Um, most of these stories that are in here in issue one take place before um, there's one, the mortician one that takes place. I would say during the gallows man, because one of those villains, well, two of them, no, three of them actually get killed in issue one. So you would say the mortician one would probably take place right after the first issue of the gallows man. But again, it's one of those things where it's like, if you're a fan of the gallows man and you read that and you see those interconnecting pieces, it's like, Oh, that's interesting. But even if you've never read the gallows man, it's like, Oh, this is still like a, a good story and stuff. You don't have to know the, the background of the gallows man. And, and where these characters came from. Are you now just kind of like kind of doubling down and just really concentrating on this, this comic book world that you've, you've created, or are you going to do any more ad off, off um, horror anthologies that aren't connected to that, to this comic book world? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like Gall- the gallows man world or universe, whatever it is, it's, it's not the only thing I'm going to be doing. Like uh, it, it's, it's something that I like tells from town city. Like the way it originated is like an accident. It literally did originate from an accident I made and then formed into a series. Uh, the accident I'll, I'll mention briefly was like back when I was making issue two of the gallows, man, I, I finished it and finished it with the artist. And then it, it slipped my brain. I, messed up in terms of thinking what the page length was the finished page length and the printer i use the printing company i use goes by uh four page increments and so Mm -hmm. once issue two was done i was like 
crap, I only have like one page left to do like behind the scenes text. Cause I like to have like two or three pages talking about behind the scenes, like the making of that sort of thing. So it's like, right. crap, I'm gonna have to like add an extra four pages so I can do that. Then once I did that, I was like, I have two pages to fill, like to, to do this. So I was like, well, I guess I could write like a, a little two page story within the gallows man universe. And it was about noose boy like a two page story about Newsboy that, that I really love. I love that story. And so it started from there. And once I finished writing that, I was like, I kind of want to do more of these, like more of these like little stories with like these minor characters that aren't the gallows man. And so that's how tales from town city spun off. And originally it was going to be a one shot, like a, a 40, 50, 60 page one shot. But as I was writing all the stories, I was like, Oh crap. Like there's no <laughs> way that can happen to where like, it's at least going to be three issues long, uh, likely four or five issues tells from town city. Uh, but each one with like their own stories where you don't have to pick up the previous one or whatever, but yeah. So, so <clears throat> I mentioned that random accident, uh, but I have the gallows man have tells from town city. That's within that world. But I still want to continue making Dismay Avenue. I at least mm. want to, we, we're almost done with issue three of Dismay Avenue. I want to get that out right. next year. That's the horror anthology. And I at least want to make one more issue after that, issue four uh, right. of Dismay Avenue. Now, that's not to say I that'll be the end of my horror writing because I have a ton of horror scripts, like a ton that could, that could, that, that are done. Like I could still write some more, but that are done. I could put out like eight or nine issues of Disney Avenue. But what I likely do with some of those is, is approach other publishers and maybe put it in their anthology or create an anthology within that publisher. Um, right. But, but I, I still want to continue horror writing. Like I love writing the horror stuff. Have you ever thought about doing like, you know, you know, and say, you know, I'm just going to make a Disney street and then just do something that's almost like a, like a kid book or something and just kind of go 180 and just make a not satirical horror child thing, but just like, I'm just going to make something about like how to brush your teeth. Like just something that's yeah, just yeah. like super fun. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, I've got, cause, cause all of us writers, like you, you know, this, like we have notes and ideas of stuff we want to do. I have like a few pages of like specific ideas, whether it's a few sentences or whatever it may be, but I also have like several of those into like, like series outlines and stuff. And then some of those, it's like, I have the first two issues written or whatever. Um, but with what you said, yeah, like there's at least three or four series that I want to write that are like, all ages, like all ages can read it. Like it's family friendly, uh, uh, departs from the Disney Avenue or, or gallows man type stuff. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a variety of stuff I want to do. Um, right. The what's, what's weird is I say that, but the one I'm like focused on most might be like the most over the top in terms of like language or raunchiness. <laughs> That's the one I'm focused on most in terms of writing and creating right now. <laughs> But after that one, then I'll probably yeah. fall back to the the kid friendly all ages stuff. 
in writing. You're right. Yeah, you could totally just play, do like a play on words of Disney Avenue, like, oh, oh like, yeah, yeah, happy, happy road or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> something that's just like. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just waiting for like, you're reading it and you're like, when is this going to turn? And yeah, it like, it's like it's like yeah. a happy ending. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, so what what are some of the what are some of the things you're doing with this Kickstarter that you've you've tweaked from previous Kickstarters? So with this one, uh main focus is is the book. Uh uh have I think 10 tiers related to this this one, but there's also add-ons. So with this one, there's Focus on Tales from Town City that's available digitally, physically. There's also variant cover, that sort of thing. Um, having that and then also with some of the reward tiers, like if someone is interested in reading both Gallows Man and Tales from Town City, like there's those like complete bundles or those like catch up right. bundles. But it's not even really catch up because it's like you don't have to read the Gallows Man to read this, but if you want to. Um but, but that sort of stuff, as well as like, this isn't really new, but it started from the Disney Avenue uh, uh, Kickstarter, uh, like doing t-shirts. Like, I really like doing t-shirts. Like, this is the Disney Avenue t-shirt. I, I really like it. I love it. that t-shirt. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And it, it, it got me to really want to do a t-shirt for Tales from Town City to where the t-shirt for that is the Fierce Pets. And I, I yes. really love the way it turned out. It's the Fierce Pets as the Fierce Pets logo on the T-shirt. Uh, and it's in two colors. It's in sand, which is kind of a tannish color, and then pale pink. And people may be like, that's odd color choices. But it ultimately came down to had the design, and I wanted the T-shirt color that looked best for that design. And those right. two T-shirt colors look amazing to me. I love the logo of Fierce Pets because it looks like the Wildcats yeah yeah that that's yeah. that's what we were going for because like the name when i came up with the name it, it was all inspired by wildcats like right. like the how they did it i was like yeah let, I, I want it like like that wildcats how they did it except we actually have have the acronym for s instead of it being covert action teams right. <laughs> but uh but yeah like uh yeah, in terms of like the title of this story, Wildcats was a big inspiration. So if people want to back this or hit the follow button on it right now, where's the best place that they could connect to to Disney Comics? So so some of the best ways are some of our social media stuff like Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Uh, it's Disney Comics, D-I-S-M-A-Y Comics. We're on all of those as and the uh, the link in all of those go straight to the Kickstarter, like the bio. So you can just go to uh, those social media things and then the link in bio goes directly to the Kickstarter. Or by the time if you're listening to this and the Kickstarter is going, uh, you can just go to Google, type in Tales from Town City Kickstarter. And it'll pop up right there and click on that and go through the campaign. Like I mentioned, we've got all kinds of different rewards and stuff and every little bit helps like we've got rewards ranging from one dollar to 75 dollars so really uh, uh uh rewards for any budget kind of so brennan so i'm really excited for your upcoming kickstarter you've 
yeah i'm really excited it's coming out in a couple days so you know good luck it'll be fun thank you yeah i'm looking forward to it it's a it's definitely a a a different uh uh, story or beast however you want to describe it uh compared to to what i've had out there but luckily with uh uh stuff like the gallows man if people have checked that out they kind of know thematically what they're getting into but yeah i I really i'm looking forward to checking this out uh i i i love these stories but again i'm biased i'm the writer but uh, i want people to check these out so that we can keep going with this because like i mentioned tales from town city it's going to be at least three issues again each issue is its own stuff you don't have to read any of the other issues but i'm i'm really looking forward to to just seeing where this thing goes and and getting it out there and getting the t-shirts i really want those t-shirts for myself as well uh so yeah right perfect well listen uh so brendan you're gonna have to come back on for your next uh, for your next kickstarter and then you get sure, that, man. you get the fabled friend of the show Yes. on your thing see yeah yeah i gotta rush that anytime you get pulled over by police you just show the front of the show badge you'll be fine yeah exactly it's like (laughs) here it says it says if if i get stopped by the police barney smith says it's all good wave it away it's all good (laughs) (laughs) i'm the i'm a friend of the show (laughs) exactly (laughs) awesome well thanks a lot brandon this has been great Thank you, man. Thank you. Yes, I I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. Is there... Hang on, let me let me timestamp this. I noticed that my, um, as I was watching you, I was looking at myself and saw that um, I didn't turn my, I didn't turn my um, webcam lights on to, oh, I got yellow. You. They were blue, so I look like I, I, got you. I look like an Oompa Loompa for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> like you're about to pass out or something. Yeah, Lack of like, oxygen. Are you okay? You're you're. <laughs> blue there i'm like what's going on here we go let me get that color back see that's good all right now i got that and i get that nice got that nice uh bright nice orangey look to it all right um and so talking about 